0: produce this podcast without our many sponsors. So at this time, let's take a listen to one of our amazing partners. GoFastGirls.com supports female athletes across the globe. Are you a driven girl fueled by ambition? Check out GoFastGirls. Join the movement to support female racers. Get 30% off selected apparel when you use the code MOTOR30. Check out Stock Go- Car Radio is one of our many partners. With the 2022 recording season upon us, there are a lot of ways you can keep track of Ileana Stock Car Radio. They are on YouTube, Podbean, and iTunes, or through your favorite podcast app on your smartphone or tablet. Just search Ileana Stock Car Radio. If you're interested in contacting them, you can find them at Ileana Stock Car Radio at gmail.com. Again, that's Radio at gmail.com. Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock podcast, sponsored by the Women's Motorsports Network and the International Women's Motorsports Association. My guest today is Valerie Wilson. I will be happy to share with you some things that um, Valerie is interested in, motorsports. She's got her Go Fast Girls t-shirt on, which I love. They're one of our sponsors. And so, Valerie, I want to start by just having you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, whatever you're willing to share.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Well, let's see. I got started in racing. I was uh, probably... Introduced to it as a newborn. <laughs> my dad, uh, he uh, drag race cars. Um, he had, a—I think it was a 1957 Chevrolet. And so right from the get-go, I had the Adrenaline Junkie Gene. So um, there was no doubt uh, whatsoever that um, my brother and I uh, both got it um he had my brother driving go-karts at three and racing at five so that tells you um uh what kind of uh adrenaline dad I have but um my dad's really gotten me into anything they he wanted us to support us anything that we wanted to do um what got me into motorsports um Well, at first I barrel raced horses, (laughs) so I was that adrenaline junkie, so I did race, um, but it was a different kind of racing, and when I was about, I was off barrel racing horses on another circuit, and my dad is racing hydroplanes, so he's on another circuit. Now, um, racing hydroplanes, you go all over. East Coast, Midwest. We could go farthest west, but I uh, believe the farthest west we've gone is Illinois. And uh, I was like, I'm missing my family. Um, and I was trying to, you know, my, and my brother was uh, racing stock cars at our local track here at Langley Speedway. So all three of us are racing, my poor mother. So. All I had to say one time, I went to a race with my dad. We were watching the T class, which was the smallest class at the time, and I was like, "Hey, Dad, what do you think about me selling the barrel horse, had a quarter horse, and buying a T boat, getting a T boat?" Boom! It was like on it. <laughs> I mean, there were—I don't even think there was a question or whatever. It was like, sell your horse. <laughs> we'll find we'll find you a T-boat. T- the next thing I remember is going to Jersey and uh, getting a uh, one of the old, it was called an Initial Blast. And it was fast at the time. Uh, so we got, got that one and brought her home and um, couldn't think of a name for it. And we were like, at the time I was 19 when I got started in uh, hydroplane racing. And there was about maybe three women. Yeah, I can think of three um, that were racing hydroplanes at the time. So back then it was, I say back then, I feel like I'm so old. Um, That was 1989. Uh, So I wanted everybody to know that a girl is out there racing. <laughs> um, I'm like, Dad, let's paint a hot pink. <laughs> and he was like, all right, whatever color you want. I said, I want to know everybody, just so everybody knows a girl's racing. And that's how he came up with the name um, Pink Panther. And we stuck with it. Um, and that uh, was called Pink Panther racing and I graduated onto a, a higher class, uh faster, um, and another boat, uh, sold the sold the old the old one and um got into the 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 I call it the beast <laughs> and it was Pink Panther too and uh raced that for many years. Um uh, I went a, 16 seasons. Um, was racing up and down the East Coast for about three years. Uh, my dad was my dad raced for 22 years. So three years, I was following my dad up and down the East Coast, um, all the way from Valleyfield, Quebec, to St. Pete, Florida. I mean, he had the motorhome and his boat, and I had his van and, and my boat, and we were both like racing at the same time. I don't know how we did it. I, I really don't know. Now at this age, I'm just like, what? And uh, finally about, you know, after three years, my dad sold his and retired his racing career and um, and just helped me full time. My dad was my, uh, my engine builder, my crew chief. He was my everything. I could build the boat. <laughs> he could he could do just about anything. Um, you know, we we do have a I had a carburetor guy that's local um right here at Langley Speedway. Um and he's still um, sorry about that. That's okay. <laughs> I have somebody who called me. Um, local guy here, um Langley Speedway. Um uh he uh, I I could uh We would take my carburetor to him when we were really starting to run up front. And I could actually give it to him and tell him exactly what it's doing, what the jets are. Yeah, I think we need to go down on the jets because we're not getting enough fuel. And, or or I I could actually adjust the float. Um, uh, At one time, I could probably build the top part of the motor with my dad. If we're at a race and and we need to adjust um, the temperature gauge or make sure the fuel filters, nothing's in there. Um, there, There's so many different little things that are involved in it. Um, But uh, we uh, we race everywhere. Uh, And the traveling, um, it's weird now. I just retired from driving and 2018 and still held on to her boat for a, a, another year then the pandemic happened so we kind of you know still had it yeah and uh, uh we uh decided uh well we me <laughs> dad I don't think he was ready was in his garage but he he wasn't ready to let it go but I'm just like um yeah, let somebody else enjoy it. Have yeah. fun. But yeah. it. And that, we like, you know, to have another wet boat out there and to increase, you know, the amount of um boats on the course. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, wet boats on the course. So yeah, that, yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, we, we, we drove from Valleyfield, Quebec. That was a fun race. Um, those that was i I would say the one of the biggest races that um, as far as like a hundred thousand people would wow. show up, it it was unbelievable back then, um, or still now. And like, like the whole town shuts down, <laughs> so everybody comes to the races, um, yeah when you're when you're driving by, you wave, and literally it's like a seawall of waves coming back at you i mean it's it it's just amazing. Uh the water's pretty choppy up there, so if you get a win or or do kind of well up there you, you're doing well um, but uh yeah we we ran for um we we were running for national high points really uh, rigorously like two years in a row and that means you have to go like every single race you've got to try to beat the person that's going for number one too and I had one guy on the east coast I had one guy on the west coast I was trying to beat (laughs) so I was like right in the middle so funny yeah came in second both years but that's okay. And I thought for a girl, and I kept saying that for a girl, that's not too bad. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but the only, I I will tell my story. Um, The year that uh, I really tried going for number one was, and I, no fear whatsoever, none. Now I think about it. I'm like, crazy. Um, (laughs) I, I flipped it by what we were going is nine of us out on the course going into turn one. I got lane one and we're timed on the course. We have like 10 minutes to warm up and then everything is calculated and timed perfectly. So you have to pick your lane. And of course the inside lane is the shortest way around the course. So um, my dad, like drill that in my head, like from a young age, right right when I started, get that inside lane, you know, get that inside lane. And I always drove in traffic. Like I always, when I started, I always had 12 of us on the course. There were always 12 of us. And that's what I strive for. 12, I mean, getting that inside lane. So when I was going to the, when I was uh, in this accident, Going for number one, Go, uh, it had the inside lane <laughs> yeah. it, uh, the, on the Ohio River. It was pretty nasty. Um, rollers uh, everywhere. And there, there were five of us, that, nine of us, I'm sorry. And the, the guy I'm trying to beat, he's out this way and comes in and goes around. So I'm, I hit his roller and it just blew over and so i missed that thank goodness you know i was okay after i came to and got myself out um a guy clocked me i was underwater minute 30 seconds and i was like i know right um i came up gurgling um i think about it now and i'm like oh god scary yeah, like the PTSD comes back, and you're uh-huh. like, Where did that come from? Yeah. I mean, like, you must drown. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Hmm. But yeah, at the time we're trained on how to get out because we're in a five point harness, we've got our, our life jacket on, helmet, um, yeah, neck collar, everything. And our safety team on the east coast is number one everywhere, all over the United States. Well, we were Midwest and when this happened and um, they don't come to your boat until all the boats on the course stop. And of course I was running up front and I, I was like, you know, my, I came to and, and I got myself out because of the training uh-huh. that I got from the East Coast Rescue, Region 4 Rescue. Thank America. goodness for that. And, yeah, Kenny Smith, um, man, I yeah, I, like, owe my life to them for, yeah. I mean, he told me, just tuck your head under, I'll never forget that, tuck your head under and push as hard as you can, because you have to actually go up underneath. Yeah.
0: Because
1: you, know? you have the flotation, I'll say. Right,
0: in right. Your
1: love jacket. And, yeah. Uh, i I'll, It felt like twenty minutes. I'm sure it did. <laughs> yeah, but boy, I came up and, and was like, okay, and I'm swimming around going, "Where's rescue?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I just wanted to let my and my. It was a sixteen-hour drive out there, and usually, mom didn't come to that far of races. Uh huh. Usually, only went to the four to six hour away. Yeah. Mm, she was there yeah of, course. <laughs> yeah of course well
0: probably there for a reason you know and when you look back it's like you're glad maybe she was there so
1: yeah it, it, that that is so true because um I do remember um that I had blown out two holes in the boat so it blew out um two big holes and it was upside down so my dad had attended that um yeah So what do you do? What do you do when that happens? Are you you're pretty much
0: done for the weekend then?
1: Or, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, I think, of course, the egotistical me and the racer, you know, I'm in the um, ambulance and I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm not going to the hospital. I'm good. Yeah, I didn't break anything, so I was good. Right. Because necklace. I, I never wore a necklace after that it was embedded kind of in my neck, but oh. other than that, um, you know, the next day pneumonia set in. But oh. um, I was in the ambulance, and I do remember looking over, and there was my mom, and that was you know really really special to have her right there. Yeah my Dad was down, you know, yeah. with boat. but yeah, we lost the points that weekend, yeah. And the cool part this, this cool part uh, well, we missed the following weekend because we, dad's patching it up, we had two big holes in it, and we go back out, uh, to in Ohio, Rocky Fork, Ohio, and I'm running up front, and I'm like talking to myself going valerie (laughs) you're okay (laughs) you're okay and Uh then like i'm looking at the flags and all the green flags still on the race courses i'm making sure i'm like are are you serious are are you really and everything's running up front because it's pretty you know your reaction time has to be fast and Uh, we're going fast not you know 90 plus 90 average speed and um i won all weekend and won my first that that was the North American championship. So that yeah. 2 weeks after I flipped. <laughs> yeah. So
0: it's it's true
1: that you know
0: what we always hear you got to get back on the horse and in That's, this case you got to get back in the boat because if you don't uh-huh. the longer you contemplate the accident or what happened or what could have happened then you start thinking about all that. So getting right back into it was probably the best thing that could happen to you.
1: Yeah. For sure. Um, my dad, uh, yeah, he's always taught me and my brother. Um, and they've always said anything if, you know, if I had an accident or something, um, yeah, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> that was their quote for me. Right. Suck it up, girls, suck it up. Yeah. But it is true. Um, and, you know, it's just like falling off the horse. You just got to get back on. And I right. really did have to get back in. But to win a North American championship yeah. weekend after that was just so bizarre. It, it was uh, you know, that I totally will, you know, remember yeah. the rest of my life. And it goes down in the history books and kind of right. kind of cool, you know. Yeah, for we sure. Came, we we came in second um in the nation that that year too. So um pretty much we're in the top five um all all the whole time yeah um I raced this past three well 2016 15 to 18 I took some time off because I had some neck issues and I had my brother drive for a little bit my nephew drove Ryan Wilson and um and I uh got back in it I was just like yeah. I felt better. Just felt yeah. like it.
0: well, that's awesome. So, what is your favorite thing about being in that boat and you know racing hydroplanes?
1: I'm a. I tell you, it is that ten minutes out there on the course where nobody is bothering you. Uh
0: huh.
1: Your everything is heightened all your senses are heightened, the adrenaline is just kicking up, um, like you hate, it's a love-hate relationship, (laughs) right before you're getting ready to go, um, I literally would almost fall asleep in the cockpit, because I just, just wanted to fall asleep, Um, but once you got up on plane, it was like the best feeling in the world, I, I mean, I, I had no other way of letting that release go Uh when I quit when I literally had to retire I'm like what am I going to do now that
0: so what did you what are you doing you know how did you replace that
1: well I (laughs) I knew I was going to like kind of stop driving but um uh friends of mine had were on a, a stock car racing team um a late model race team at Langley Speedway and I would always stop by their pits and you know uh, hang out with them and I would take pictures and stuff. Um and I started uh, co-hosting um Let's Talk Racing with um Roger Brain. So we, we started doing that. So I started getting to know all the drivers and because I would re- recruit them and have them come on the show. Mm-hmm. And then um I'm like, hmm. You no, know, I started hanging around my friends more around the late model race team. This certain rate, uh that Danny Edwards is um late model race car. And soon enough he's like, well, I'll be learned. Valley's to wipe down the car and she's doing this and that. And I'm like, they have no idea the you know, the knowledge I have. And uh-huh. they, they don't know what, you know, I know how to change the jets in the carburetor. I, matter of fact, <laughs> His uh his motor guy is a boat racing he he builds most of boat racing motors, but he that's his um engine builder. Okay. He he had to take the uh, carburetor out one night, and uh, he's like, "You know how to do this? Come here." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, it was pretty cool to help him." Yeah. Instead of like a little carburetor, like mine. he had the big, old, big okay team. yeah, but yeah. It, it was really neat um but i am on that late i've been on his late model race team now for this will be the fifth year okay um it replaces that adrenaline it doesn't replace you know getting behind the wheel right um i don't wish to race cars um i i tried it <laughs> i yeah. did well I try to it's called a powder puff yeah um, when the girls are out there and <clears throat> I don't think you want to race against girls and, <laughs> and yeah. uh, on asphalt if they don't know what they're doing
0: right right um, that's dangerous really it,
1: it was pretty yeah I got hit pretty hard and yeah did a couple three 360s going down the front stride it's not, it's not bumper cars <laughs>
0: But, yeah. it kinda, yeah. but it kind of, but it kind of is bumper cars. Yeah, I get it. I get it.
1: So you've,
0: so you're, you still got your hand in racing. You were very successful in your hydroplane career. Um, you know, I, and I interview a lot of young gals that are under 21. Mm-hmm. You and I are both over 21. <laughs> so what, what kind of, um, you know, what kind of legacy have you left? racing you know as a woman showing other women that they can do it what would you say your legacy is
1: well uh, i would hope that well my i still do it now um i at the speedway i like to help the young girls um even just to support them yeah if they need mentoring or just to go over and I know what it's like to be in a man's world racing. Yep. You, no matter what you can come to me with anything. Um it it's a it's hard because all eyes are on you. Yes. No matter what a woman racer will have 20 more thousand people, million eyes on you than that that guy will. So well and
0: and a lot of that, too, is because there's so many guys.
1: Mm-hmm. And exactly
0: so it. so the having the eyes on the woman, you know, you kind of pick her out from the crowd. And then mm-hmm. I think a lot of people look at the woman on the track to see how is she going to react when she's mm-hmm. racing against the men? What happens if she does get hit? Right. Does, yeah, she, I, does she cry? Does she yeah. get out of the car and have a hissy fit or whatever, you know? Yes,
1: uh, they critique them. Yeah pretty bad at the racetrack um I've noticed that um a lot um and they can you know push the girls they well try to push the girls out yeah. and um you know it, it's like when I got started um they were pretty easy on me the first year mm-hmm. and then when I started winning they were like <laughs> right yeah screw that <laughs> you know yeah they'll do whatever yeah well and
0: especially yeah you're right the more successful you are as a woman the more the more less the less likely that you're going to be given any kind of slack and really you don't want that you want to be treated just like everybody else when you get in the boat the car the truck whatever you're racing you know but um
1: but But i like the fact of helping younger girls and um helping mentor uh girls um i've helped uh of a, a girl that's uh matter of fact, have her her she races well, she raced trucks and uh she, she I'm not sure if she's going to go into the it's called a limited uh division. Um so she does have the race car and she's tried it, um, but I'm not sure if she's gonna be running it this season. But one of my favorites right now is uh, she's a uh, Riley Rondeau. I um, mean, she's just my, I just love her to death. She's nine years old and um, nine or 10. She's driving the little bandos and I just, you know, she's just adorable. So every time I make sure I go over there and see her right before, she, either she goes on the track or when I get there, I'll make sure I go in the outside pit and here talk yeah. to her, see how she's feeling. And and she's always just like, I'm good. She, yeah. She's got sportsmanship of the oh, awesome. year. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it was really like awesome. She's uh, She had a, a pretty bad wreck. Um, in right where in the turn I was standing in. And whew, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think about it now. And that bothered me Uh uh-huh. to know that she was out there I can't imagine the moms, right?
0: My, my it mom. is hard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> But the moms in the racing. Wow. I mean, I I've got to give it them a lot of credit. Right. dads dad too. Yeah. But, but mostly them, you know, I, I've got to give it over to the moms that, that, that stay cool. Yeah. And they're yeah. not freaking out. Like her mom, think, she's just so laid back and, you know, She's like, it'll be all right. And
0: that probably, you know, that helps in the long run. Having your mom freak out doesn't really help if Mm -hmm. you're in a wreck or if you're ready to go out on a, on the racetrack for just a normal race and your mom's freaking out,
1: you know, (laughs) that's not a good
0: thing. So, I mean, (laughs) my daughter, my daughter's pretty laid back and when her, but she gets nervous when her girls go out on the racetrack, but as they've gotten older and uh, she knows that they can pretty much handle themselves she's much more laid back and relaxed when they do go out on the track and so i think it's a learning curve for moms too not just right. the girls or boys who drive moms have boys that drive too so um yeah you have to stay calm and collected and it's hard i'm sure it's sometimes yeah. yeah
1: i've seen i've seen a lot of moms go off um, and their their boys are a, are you no know, yeah (laughs) right exactly i'm like oh boy
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's awesome yeah so um you were successful in your hydroplaning you you're doing a lot of things now it sounds like with a successful team in racing so the adrenaline junkie that your dad you know fired in you when you were your little girl is still there? Is your dad still around? Is he still
1: involved in racing of any kind? He's um he's uh, thank goodness he's still around. Um, I, I won't tell his age. He'll kill me. Okay. <laughs> um, he still thinks he's twenty up here. Uh huh. And and going um up on you know up the ladders. Um, yeah. to Get on the roof. Right. Or on the um the top of the motor home and i'm like yeah you know what are you, you, you yeah that's typical dad yeah yeah because now i'm the daughter that um i'm what i want to watch out for them right and, and then does I, your brother still race um he no he he doesn't race anymore he okay has a demanding job that takes all of his time but okay he did race for for quite a while um he he won a championship one year. Yeah. So that That's was awesome. pretty cool. you yeah, had a you was... had a good family time, you know, with your
0: brother, your dad, yes. lots of good memories of your racing. And you know, what I what I think of is, you know, my my son was actually the person that got our family into racing. And I think about all the things we have so many good memories from having fun at the racetracks are different places that we traveled to and just funny things that happened and those are things that nobody can take away from you and I think you know racing gives families the kind of um you know you you more cohesive you do more things together as a family than a lot of other sports do because you know like my son played baseball in the summer my my girls played basketball Those are not things that the parents and other siblings can actually really help with or get involved with. You're just a spectator or supporter. Where racing, you can, even as a little kid, you can find a job for your your son or daughter or whatever, even if it's scraping tires or wiping the car down or whatever. Yeah, and so I think racing is a sport that can bring families together and keep them together longer. And you also see the generations that race. It's, you know, dad raced, I raced, my kid races. And it Mm -hmm. just goes generation to generation where you don't see that necessarily in other sports. And so-
1: That is true. Um, And that is so true in hydroplane racing. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, How I grew up with the guys that we were, you know, nine years old and they're still in racing. Mm-hmm. Like they're actually retired. Yeah. Working on their hydroplanes and their kids are racing. And their kids are having kids. Right. And I'm like, wow. It just and keeps going. It just keeps going down the line. Yeah. I love it. The family. I yeah, uh the Bet Racing family. I mean, they are like a second family too. Oh yes, for sure. Um, and it's amazing because Langley Speedway now is, they're becoming like my second family now, uh-huh. not traveling and doing the the boat racing anymore and kind of want to stick with, you know, the Langley Speedway. And it's just so many great people out right. there. And it's a totally different vibe too. It um, is. Yeah, it's totally yeah. different but, yeah, but
0: I love it. So yeah. have you started racing yet at Langley or is it uh, coming it, soon?
1: This weekend is our opening weekend. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so that, that is good. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. that's gonna be exciting. We'll have a hopefully have a good summer of racing all across the country. I hope the weather cooperates and and yeah, you know, COVID's sure. <laughs> COVID's hopefully on the back burner for a while, at least as far as letting racetracks operate at full capacity and all of that so um i'm glad to see all that's that's back and and hopefully we're we're going to be back to to full speed ahead with racing yeah so valerie is there anything i haven't asked you about that you'd like to share about yourself or your racing or advice for women who want to get into racing anything at all
1: um one thing i i if you wear make sure you wear your safety equipment and, yeah. and that is one thing that is it's huge um that is just amazing and it's amazing how it's um gotten better and better um yeah. that, that didn't sound my English right but it the the more um as the racing has come along like yes. With the yes and the indie cars Um, all the
0: improvements they've made to the equipment
1: yeah unfortunately my neck now is kind of screwed up just a little bit
0: yeah I can can imagine
1: I'm gonna have to have surgery um, yeah and have that neck fusion done but okay um well I have a back fusion so I can understand that so so you know what I it's it is what it is but it and and I'm like I did it to myself yeah my nickname is Valsky, and uh I used to also downhill like black diamond skin um yeah uh, and so yeah I was always that you know whatever (laughs) daredevil thing
0: (laughs) I would do that's and and you know what that's there's nothing wrong with that you have a lot of good memories from all of that so that's that's awesome. I love that.
1: So if we came to Langley Speedway, we'd find you at, at the, that, uh, Inside the Pits um, at uh, Danny Edwards Racing. Um, okay. Yep. Number 26. And also his brother, uh, he he races as well, Greg Edwards, and he's the number 21 car. Okay. We'd be Right in the middle. And yeah, come on out. Okay. That sounds, that sounds awesome.
0: Well, I really
1: appreciate
0: you sharing your story. It's, it's a really, it's a good story. It's a story that shows that, you know, you had a lot of passion and you, you went for it. You didn't let anything stop you. And, and that's what, you know, we want to, we want to show other women or other girls that you can look at a sport and I, and really, I don't care if it's, if it's, um, racing or football or what we might consider a man's sport you know, there are times that women can fit in just as well, either maybe even through coaching or, or refereeing or whatever. And so, um, you know, you've set a good example for women and you've shown them what it takes to do what you did. And then you've left a legacy and now you're helping and mentoring other young girls at Langley. And, and that's the gift that you have, Valerie, is that you're sharing your knowledge and your, your passion for motorsports. And so, I appreciate that you are still involved and you take the time to do that.
1: Thank you. Thank. that means a lot. It really does. I, I have no other way of life. Uh, racing is my life.
0: Uh huh.
1: Absolutely love it. I, I have two dogs and a cat. Okay. <laughs> and a boyfriend, and um, I, I just still, I can't get away from it. I love right. My- it gets it in
0: our blood, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: it, it does. I fa- I've been following Jimmy Johnson forever. and oh, now yeah. I follow, I'm following him on the indie circuit. So I went sure. to Nashville last year. I was in Nashville last year, <laughs> too. New York City? No way. Yes, I was. Um, I had a blast there.
0: I was in um, turn 11, I think.
1: I was in turn nine. Yeah. Um, Cool. yeah oh my gosh i wish i had a known um, i wish
0: we'd have known each other then we could have oh we could have met up in person but that That's was a sure. that was my first indie mm-hmm. race mine too and uh, we're going to the indy 500 now in may and so mm-hmm. i'll have checked that off my bucket list because the indy 500 was on my bucket list and so oh, yeah oh, um I'd- i'll i'll check that off and then no. you know i'll go down the list and see what other tracks and races are okay. still on there but Um, that's cool yeah i'm looking forward to that so well valerie i hope you have a good rest of the weekend and and the rest of the summer um you know stay in touch i'd love to stay in touch with you and and uh, as you find these young gals that you're mentoring i'd love to you know be able to feature them in the magazine or the podcast and so make sure you reach out to me and let me know about them and connect me with them because we want to connect and celebrate women in motorsports that's what we do at at women's motorsports network. So um, thanks again for your time. And, and I appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Welcome to racing girls rock podcast presented by the women's motorsports network. I'm Melinda Russell, the founder and CEO. I also founded the international women's motorsports association and the women's motorsports network news online magazine. Today's episode is brought to you by our official travel planner, Brittany Heisinger. Brittany specializes in Disney trips, but can book any trip anywhere you want to go—from Hawaii to Houston, Alaska to Australia, or anywhere in between. Last year, she helped over 100 families plan magical vacations to Universal Studios, Disneyland and Disney World, Mount Rushmore, Las Vegas, Cabo, Hawaii, Aruba, and Iceland, to name a few. In just her first year since joining the Smart Moms Travel Group, she's won the Rising Star Award, the Top Paid Agent Award, and won a rewards trip. She hit her sales goal, joined Team Fantasyland at her agency, became a Walt Disney World pass holder and magic key holder, and more importantly, has made lifelong friends. You can connect to Brittany on this Instagram at Zing or give her a call at 602. 602- 2915144 Thank you for listening to the Racing Girls Rock podcast brought to you by the Women's Motorsports Network.